interrupt this program to bring you a special report. All right, Joey, thank you so much for coming on to South of the Eight. I know this was kind of thrown, not last minute, but I'm glad you, you agreed. No, also, yeah. our first uh, video recording, if it does get <laughs> posted, it's an attempt at least. Yeah. Uh, let's just start by the fact, you know, Reyes Rarities, I will say I'm a fan. I've All been right. here plenty, plenty of times. Heck yeah. My girlfriend knows that if I come to uh, Barry Logan, yeah. this is one of the stops I'm going to make. So. Yes. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Reyes Rarities is... Uh, am I saying it right? Yeah, right? We're just Reyes, Reyes Rarities, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bookstore in Barry Logan. What is this hall called? Is there This a name? is the Art Hub. Art Hub. So, okay. yeah, all of us over here, we have... Uh, an Instagram page, Art Hub Makers. Okay. So you can follow for events and whatnot. Yeah. It's next to the Logan Inn and between Logan Inn and Border X, I think it's what it is. Yeah. Sort of. I like to say across the street from Port Vida. There you go. Across the street from Port Vida. And if you've been to any of the events in Barrio Logan, you've seen it. I mean, it's the one hall that goes all the way back and all the way in. It has yeah. a lot, lot of nice little shops and there's just a lot going on. I, I really like it. It's one, like I said, it's one of my stops. And funny enough, when I finally made it all the way down here, it was cool to sort of uh, see that this was here, especially because you'd walk in and you see the shape books, the Marx books, right? Some Lenin. And I'm like, this yeah. is my place. This is awesome. Hell yeah. And again, I thought when I came in, it was just, it just, they just happened to be here. And then I followed your page and I was like, oh, okay, it's maybe a little more. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you want to talk a little bit about what this is, how it came to be, oh. inspiration? Well... Uh, it's run by me and my cousin, Chris. Okay. You'll see him in here. That's I think who I you have, saw the I'm first sure, couple yeah. of times you came in. And, uh, before this we had a landscape business. Okay. Yeah. And so it was just me and him most of the time. And, and we did design and installs of like, uh, drought tolerant landscapes. And we tried to really push like edible stuff like fruit trees, oh, chickens, sure, yeah. vegetables, and that kind of stuff. And... You know, that has its its pros and cons, you know, running your own business yeah, and, sure. and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, if you're in construction, yeah. you know the deal. It's like, yeah. like there's a boss usually, and yeah. and we kind of got around that by having our own thing. But then, you That know, doesn't mean it's not hard work, though. It's freaking, <laughs> and it's like, we want to be selling fruit trees, but, you know, That's not they want freaking retaining walls like every single time. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, these blocks are like 50 pounds each. You know, <laughs> we moved like 200 of them. Yeah. And so COVID kind of like gave us a chance to a little reset a little bit. Mm. And um, I had rented a studio on the block with my wife. She's been here for many years and she does jewelry. And yeah, I rented a studio just for like a place where I could draft like my designs and yeah. stuff for landscaping and also write. I like to write. Oh, cool. And yeah, then this, uh, this hallway opened up and a bunch of us from the other hallway were, a bunch of people were moving over here. So we were like, okay. fuck, I could have this big space, but it's going to be a lot more money. And, and I love to read and, you know, kind of like post pandemic revolutionizing of ourselves a oh, little bit, course. you know, it's yeah. like everybody, Everybody went through the pandemic and came out, you know, so radical. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, you know. For the good gotta... or for the bad, I will say, though. I feel like yeah. there was definitely a lot of great radicalization, but there's also this, like, whirlwind of rabbit holes and like, oh, yeah. and really, really worrisome shit. But I, I, sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to Yeah, no, I mean, that's also important because it's like, 
you want it to fall the right way like right you right. could easily be like incel freaking yeah. exactly and that's <laughs> uh, that's not to justify any of that behavior of course but there is people that happen to fall in one or other thing and next thing you know they're surrounded by proud boys and yeah. again this doesn't happen from one day to another but you know the, the argument of like nature versus nurture and all that you're you know the your surroundings and the people around you definitely dictate kind of where you might end up leaning. Oh yeah, and it's it's worrisome sometimes for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole materialist. Yeah, uh, exactly. understanding is yeah. is pretty much, you know, nature or uh, not nature. It's nurture. nurture. It's yeah. nurture. nurture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so a lot of these books I already had, mm-hmm. and one thing about me and my cousin is we we worked all over town, all over San Diego, even up into like Marietta sometimes. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, we just always went to thrift stores and estate sales and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And before, we were just collecting knickknacks just for ourselves. But, you know, now it's Where like, were you putting all of this, if you don't mind me? Before you had a shop. my parents' uh, <laughs> closet at their house. Just kind of shoving it yeah. and putting it away? I had, like, probably four totes. Oh, wow. Big totes yeah. full. Like, the biggest totes there are full of books, just thousands of pounds of books and like i will this. say are you the are you like me where you'll buy it maybe not even read it and just kind of just keep stacking oh, yeah. them, stacking that's them. how i got all these yeah for sure yeah and I, I feel like that's one of those things that i'm proud of but also a little bit embarrassed because they're like man you're always buying books and i'm like if you only knew that i don't i don't have the time to read all of them i wish i did and yeah. i might start one or two finish a couple but then i'm already buying more than i could possibly read yeah i mean there's enough books even in this tiny ass bookstore uh, you wouldn't be able to finish all these in your life. No, exactly. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. But that's pretty cool because yeah. you're kind of like, you know, there's always something to learn. Yeah. Which is pretty sick. And one thing I'll say for people that might be like, oh, I can't ever finish a book. Like, it's okay. Like, if the book's not doing it for you, put it away. Yeah. Like, there's so many books I've come back to that I'm glad I didn't force myself because then you force yourself and you hate the book. You hate the author. You hate the topic. You're like, fuck, yeah. why did I even read this, you know? Yeah. But if you put it away you might find yourself back and then you'll fall in love with it again mm-hmm. you know and i feel like that'll happen a lot too with books i've already read i'll read them again thinking you know it'll spark something and be like you know seeing it completely differently maybe because i'm older and be like wow i can't believe i used to like this or i can't i believe i used to think this you know yeah definitely and like yeah you're you're you can never step in the same river twice you exactly. know what i mean you're just exactly. a constantly changing person yeah (laughs) unless you just are like strict no but i I do the same exact thing yeah definitely and and that's a good thing you know but yeah i definitely have that problem where my income of books is definitely a lot more than my output oh for sure and then especially because it's like you know we're super small we're not like raking in the dough but like you know we do have a little bit of a budget for like buying books books, you know It's like, oh, let me get a little peek <laughs> under the hood really quick before yeah. I put it on the shelf, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, I, and was that transition, I haven't finished books yeah. in a while. Yeah. But. <laughs> I was going to say, was that transition hard? Because um, I couldn't imagine trying to sell one of my books because I'll have a lot of books and people want to borrow them. And it costs me so much to be like, uh, okay, like, sure. Because yeah. you mentioned, you know, you, you had a lot of these and or you had a lot of them put away. And when I came in last time, I remember one of the books I bought, you're like, oh, I really wanted to read that one. And yeah. my girlfriend saw it as like, oh, that's cool. He thought it was cool. I'm like, no, I understand his pain. Like, sometimes letting a book away go that you wanted to read, maybe you wouldn't have read it. 
Who knows, yeah. right? Like, but seeing it go away must have been hard. Like, it must yeah. be hard. I mean, it's away. like a addiction because right. <laughs> it's like I usually work Saturday, Sundays. So, you know, Sunday I'll be like, I'll have a little stack of books that I've collected that I, I'm going to try and bring back into the rotation of me to read. Right. But it doesn't happen. And then in like two weeks, I'll bring it back and put it on the shelf, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. <laughs> it, it's it's hard. Like you said, it's a bit of an addiction. I mean, I guess it just sounds really aggressive. But Well, I mean, we're so like, like we all have this trauma from like being forced to read books in school that we don't want that's, to. That's so funny. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, reading and, and learning for pleasure, you know, and for self-betterment. Yeah. Is like the transition. Like people are like, I don't want to fucking read, you know. Yeah. Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, I don't want to read, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had to do that in school. I read enough, but and it was probably like a lot of people's like worst nightmare in school. It's like yeah. I have to read the book, right? And like yeah, and like I have to do a report, and you're force fed all this information. And again, looking back now, it's like, man, I had so much time to read those books. I wish I would have taken advantage. But again, you're a different person. You're. I yeah. mean, I I consume infotainment now, which oh, yeah. for those who don't know is. If, you know, like informational essays on YouTube and like all these little things, things like SciShow or like, again, yeah, like video essays, things like that. Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. I just find that shit interesting. But 10 years ago, me would have been like, ugh, what are you watching? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, totally. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny how that happens that you look back and you, well, at least for me, uh, speaking personally, like I look back and I wish I would have appreciated like my education a lot more. And not necessarily for where I am. I'm happy with the job I have. But just more in the spec of like, man, I had those all those teachers. I could have asked them like really cool questions, yeah. you know, or maybe engaged a little more. But and I was like a gate kid, one of those kids that like blew air into their ass, and I was like, "You're better than everybody." You know? Oh wow! Like and it's like it, I was just be I was just my comprehension was just a little bit better. Yeah. And it made schools look better. So then they would take us out of class and tell us how great and how far we were gonna get. All for it to just make me feel like I didn't have to study hard. And then when high school and community college came, I was like, I don't need this. I'm smarter than this. And then I, I never fit. I dropped out of community college for as sad as that sounds. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, you know. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> so did everybody. And so did everybody, right? So it's just, yeah, it's crazy again. But then the, yeah. there might be a correlation also between like reading and education that I feel like a lot of us know. But there is also like reading and entertainment. That yeah. Maybe not so many people. Well, it's just like when I go home, I'm like, I could watch Netflix. I could watch TikTok mm -hmm. on my phone. I could, Perhaps. you know, I should probably keep writing this book that I've been working on. You know, right. there's about a million things that I could do. And it's like the book, it's kind of like the nicest one of those that you could do. It's like so relaxing, you know, and actually I kind of ruined it for myself because I, I read right before I go to bed. Oh, okay. So, like, my brain oh, is now trained to, like, sleep when I start reading. Yeah. But, yeah, I was going to say, I went to uh, I went to a weird school. I went to uh, High Tech High Media Arts. What was that? I remember hearing about people going there, and I never really understood what it was because it wasn't, like, a normal school, right? Yeah. What was it? It was, like, a charter school, but it's, like, Bill oh. Gates's school. Huh. So, it's, like, they were trying to, like... Like, STEM? Very big on STEM. Um, yeah. Well, STEM, what's that? Like science. science, technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. It was like that. Yeah. And uh, whatchamacallit, they, they designed the school like a zoo. Hmm. And they had uh, investors walking the halls. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> and weird. then so was there just like a lot of plexiglass yeah from it was like, like school classes and stuff yeah like that? and so Whoa. we'd see these like suits just walking Every past day. like wow and they're taking notes and stuff and they're getting like a tour <laughs> and what it was it's like they're trying to like take over the public school system like privatize it privatize it. Uh, all of it all wow. of it you know and and Jesus so it was really cool in some ways but also it was like really fucked up for the teachers because they they could get fired every any time and right, stuff like, you know like they don't have any crazy pressure too probably huh and for the students i would imagine because you probably have to perform i would think well honestly you could kind of get away with some shit so <laughs> it was just like it was like we had access to all this cool equipment, but then we also didn't have like a, like a, what do they call it? Like the person you, counselors. Counselors, huh? Yeah, like, so they didn't have counselors. That was we, like a we cost really effective didn't, thing to do. Yeah. Just get rid of all counselors. Not to say that mine didn't do a whole lot, honestly. It, yeah. <laughs> it was like the neoliberalization of, of schools. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like, just yeah. <laughs> get rid of all the social I, services yeah. and just like, focus on, like, focus on the, yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be pretty crazy. I remember hearing about that school, and I remember it being like, oh, like people are moving. Cause I remember people from my school would move to specifically to high tech high, and I always thought it was like, yeah, like a, something paid, right, like a charter school or something like that. But I didn't realize it was like that. That's kind of interesting. And it's that's still a thing. Like, is that still pretty common? Oh, I think it's growing. Oh shit! I think it's growing. Wow. And I mean, I I realized later when I started doing videos for the bookstore, I was like, oh. I know how to edit videos. Yeah. I did this before. Like, That's crazy. So, so was there like still um, like a focus on like like trying to, obviously trying to get to college and things like that? But was it always like testing, or were they trying to take a different approach to learning and and everything? Progressing? This was tight, actually. It was yeah. everything was project based. Huh. Okay. So you worked on like one big project throughout the semester. Okay. And. Uh, and they tried to include like math and science and everything into this different project, so it had different aspects. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> different. I guess. It was cool too. How long were you yeah. there for? Like all of high school? I was or? there for all of high school. Okay. 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 So you had no taste of like regular high school then. I guess no. middle school. I mean, middle school's pretty. And then close I went to a Catholic school. For, oh wow! So I had a really, really. So you didn't have. Like, I didn't your go to normal, public school. Yeah. yeah, normal governmental school. That's yeah. interesting. Huh. Yeah. How was it like for you? Uh, just Where'd whatever you, you see on movies. Uh, Chula Middle, Chula High. Chula Middle, Chula So same people from like seventh grade to like twelfth oh, grade. If yeah. they didn't get kicked out and went to like Palomar or something like that. Oh, okay. Which I had a lot of friends that did. But um, yeah, I mean, it's everything you see on TV dialed down like 50%. Yeah. You know, you, look, you don't have the bullies. I'm sure there was bullies. It's just I didn't have to deal with them. But like... There's not like your typical cliques. There is groups of people, but it's very much like, I yeah. don't know. It, it, again, like this is very much my experience, but it's just, again, everything you see on TV, 50% less, mm. you know? I mean, obviously they get it for somewhere, but I mean, I liked it to an extent. Again, I went through high school thinking that, ugh, like this is annoying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I got out of there, I remember thinking like, fuck, I wish I would have tried harder for the sense of like, man, now I'm in community college um but i don't know i i liked learning uh, i was always told i had quote-unquote potential but it just got so i what, i got over it really young what do you think you could have done oh, i don't know man like, like what field do you think you i remember i had a physics teacher mr streifer shout out mr streifer uh he was a really cool teacher and he always told me like oh you should be a you should go into something like engineering wise 
um, he was like an aquatic engineer or something like that. I don't know, something to do with boats. And I was like, I hate math. And he's like, well, math is just a tool. Yeah. It's a hammer that you use to build a house. Like, it's not the house that you're building. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But, I, again, I didn't apply myself. And you can't go to a four-year college, you know, engineering degree if you don't really apply yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I don't have any regrets. Uh, Academia is for some, and it's not for everybody. And I feel like, you know, like, what is that saying? Like, you can't ch- uh, judge a fish by its climbing abilities. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of that happened <laughs> to me. You know, I, I do like reading. I love taking in information. And stuff like that. But maybe my application of my knowledge is different than someone else's. And maybe it just didn't. Again, I graduated high school and I did okay. Yeah. But I am I can see why I couldn't go further. You know. I, just, I also think that the system isn't sophisticated enough to utilize our potential. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like they have managed to convince us that it's, it's all on us. That we don't realize our own p- potential. And this is some perfect you know kind of experiment and and you are where you are like but it's your own fault yeah it's like the large i'm pretty sure the largest private employer is still walmart yeah it's like uh you really think that all the potential of these people who work at walmart is to work at walmart it's like no that's the job that's available you know yeah and i think in some academia too you see that there's like a super surplus of all these people with college degrees and they end up doing all this stuff and And it's like maybe we could have been, you know, engineers doing like high speed rail or something, but there's not. It's no availability for that. There's no availability for that here because. But that goes that goes even deeper sometimes when people consider college as this sort of like cookie cutter pathway or stepping stone to being rich. Right. Everybody thinks especially within like our communities and stuff like that. People from south of the eight, you know, you got to drop the name. Yeah. Um, There's there's this huge belief. Right. That like. Oh man, if my kid just makes it to college, we're good. Like if my kid makes it to college, that's it. Like they're set for the rest of their life. And we're seeing more and more that people graduated college, they graduate a master's degree, and they get out and they're like, "Fuck, what? What do I yeah. do now?" Or maybe they transition their career completely and they end up doing something they don't even like. They didn't even study. So it's it's this idea behind of what are you really getting out of college and transitioning it over that it's scary for a lot of people and that's one of the things i see and i'm not one of those people who are like you see you fucked up you shouldn't have done because to each their own people that i know that went to college go to college they they got a lot from college yeah. and and i feel for them because i'm like i get what you mean man i mean i did i did some college i i became an emt right off of high school oh, wow. so i did like hard a, on the back yeah 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 carrying a lot of people yeah um i did like a year of community college right and and got their certificate so I saw a lot of people that were doing school around me, and man, I, I feel for them. <laughs> they were suffering, you know? Yeah. But again, like you said, it's just maybe the way, like this one-size-fits-all thing is just, obviously, it's not working. Yeah, and it's like we need our infrastructure crumbling. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we eat all this crappy food. There needs to be more farmers and construction yeah. workers and yeah. just like, and it goes, it's like, you know, who saves more people in our society, you know? You ask anybody on the street, they'd say doctors. Right. No, it's no. the sewage workers. <laughs> yeah. Because who, what wiped out all these cities yeah. in medieval times? You know, it was like shout out to my pipe layers. That's what I do. I, oh, really? Yeah. Respect. <laughs> yeah, man. That's tough. I don't. I don't mess with public, uh, like live sewage yeah. as much. There's a crew for that. Oh, That's uh, the shit crew. Like shit crew. respect <laughs> to them, man. Those guys Dude, love super, what they do. Super respect. They but, they've saved all of our lives. Oh, for sure. Uh, a thousand times over. You know, yeah. like. 
Because those pipes are running right next to water pipes. Right. Like, or the people that are butchering. Yeah. Or like the people that are sending us our food. Right. The, yeah. The people that ride the trailers that bring us our food. I mean, <laughs> there's this like meme that it's like, uh, let's thank Jesus for our food. And then it's a picture of a farmer. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, I get that it's a joke, but it's like, it really goes into, uh, it just really goes to show that like, there's so much that goes behind the chicken in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's scary to think about because our society could collapse tomorrow and we wouldn't eat anything yeah. for years, but we would never see in a mango again in our lives. Yeah. But it also goes to show that like, there should be an appreciation for everything that goes down the toad pole. And again, this isn't to say anything of the people that do make it to college, but it was very pushed on us that like you have to go to college. Like college is the only option. At least for myself, growing up, it was like you have to go to college, and if you don't go to college, you're a fuck up, right? Yeah. Not to mention like all the um, trades that are need people and make the world run. It's not that one is better than the other. It's just that there has to be diversity of of employment for everybody, right? Like, and like growing up, my dad is in construction. I. I, if I'm being honest, I looked down on construction because I was like, no, that's what my dad does. Like, yeah. I need to do better. And when he took me to union, to the union hall, and I met all these great people, and I was already Are you pretty a union left. Guy? Yeah, I'm union. Yeah. Oh, respect. I, yeah, I was already pretty Hell left. Yeah. Pretty left leaning, so I had a better appreciation of it, and I was like, oh fuck. But it's just the like again, those are beliefs I had because of. the school that i had and the beliefs that are put on me right yeah so many teachers telling you like oh no you're not gonna do that you're gonna do better it's always the word better and it's like no that's useful and i'm union which means i have benefits and i'm getting paid properly and nice. i'm still getting exploited but it's a little less than other people yeah yeah you know yeah I mean? at least you have like a line of defense against the exploitation exactly, exactly. which is why we at ray is where it is our pro union you know? <laughs> oh for sure that's <laughs> i I can't say I doubted it. <laughs> but that's actually it's pretty... It's working class people who are against unions, you know. I see it it's at my like... job because where I am, the union has a pretty strong hold in California, uh, thankfully, and place, especially places like L.A., right? L.A. and New York, things like yeah. that. But here in San Diego, there's a lot of big mixture. People don't realize that San Diego is, like, super conservative. Like, growing up, especially yeah. in these neighborhoods, people always like, oh, we're blue. And it's like, eh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. we're pretty. You should hear what Doom said the other day. Yeah, he it's like there's crazy. a reason Santee is called Clanty. Oh yeah, you know for what sure. I mean. So and Point Loma, when you look on the voting map, exactly. You zoom exactly. in on Point Loma, it's solid red. And then not far from here, you got like Orange County, yeah. which is another like big red dot oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, California. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, I see this a lot at work, where it's like people that are in unions because we have union operators. I'm a union laborer. There's union carpenters, and you'll have lunches where everybody's like, oh, fuck this, I got to pay this, I got to pay that. So even within people that are in the union, they still complain. But funny enough, people that are very um, conservative don't defend the union because to them, somehow it's not the same thing, which good, you know, but but, um, they'll defend it. And I'm like, hey, at least you're able to see that, you know, we have some leverage, you know, we have protections and there's someone looking out for us and things like that well i think just generally in the states we don't we don't understand our relationship to labor yeah you know it's like you work part of the day to feed yourself and then you work (laughs) the rest of the day to feed somebody else who isn't working with you like exactly it's like not just feed to give them all your surplus value like Yeah, yeah you know imagine starbucks you know yeah 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 within an hour 
you've sold enough drinks oh, it's to, <laughs> to was like, pay for your whole freaking... Yeah, there was a pizza parlor, I think it was in Detroit, that like the owner opened up his... He told his employees, like, whatever we make today, we're going to split eight, eight ways evenly, right? To, through all the employees. And each employee made something like $300 an hour, which is something <laughs> insane. I might be butchering this. No. You guys can look it up. Thing. But it was something crazy to the point, And it made a point that, like, hey, listen, like, it just goes to show that, like, um, you know, if people were owners of their own production, right, then maybe people just live happier. Right. Like and I'm not saying all of the profits because obviously somebody has to go into the dough. Somebody has to go into the tomatoes. But it's everything yeah. post everything that's quote unquote profits. That's just unpaid labor. Yeah. That's what it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. Why does all that? Why does all that surplus that we all worked for go to like this person's Rolls Royce? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, if it's like another I love quoting memes, but there's another one. It's like if I work harder and I wake up early and I bust my back. Maybe my boss can get another new car. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I saw a TikTok like that. Yeah. It's, it, and again, like this, and again, this, there's this like hustle mentality for people that listen to this podcast know how much I hate that shit, but because I talk yeah. about it like every other episode. Oh, my God. But the idea behind like the hustle mentality, right? All it really is, is just telling you to work yourself to the ground and be proud of it. And especially within like Mexican culture like or machismo culture, there's this idea that you have to like shut up and work. Right. Like mm, you have oh to be yeah. a hard worker and that means work yourself to the ground. So there's a lot of personality and beliefs that go behind it that sort of push those ideas. And and that's why it's hard to fight them sometimes because you're not just telling them, hey, maybe act your wage or hey, maybe you should ask for more without them feeling like a direct uh, uh, like oh yeah. attack on their personality. That's a real hard. Yeah. A hard thing to do. It's like. Hey man, let's get a ladder. <laughs> I, why'd you climb the tree, dude? You don't have healthcare or anything. Oh like God, you don't yeah. get paid enough for this. But then it's like, what the fuck, you know? Like, that's yeah. That's one thing I'm thankful. Everybody around me has been. Um, we've had so many. Well, a lot of people have seen so many accidents. That now, like, hey, no, 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 put on, put on the visor. And everybody talks about like, oh, well, back in the day, that shit doesn't happen anymore. Though. Like everybody's no, 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 because no. I remember when I started. Yeah. I was I was part of that mentality of like I just gotta get jump in you know because I don't want to get fired, so I would jump in and people would stop me and be like no 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 hold on like let me tie the ladder down hey let, make sure someone's holding that or hey make sure you wear your boots like your steel toe boots before you use this machinery, so yeah. then that made me feel really safe because I was like oh okay like there isn't a pressure and that I'm not gonna hurt myself yeah. I mean I still could but I'm yeah. not, there's less of a possibility of me hurting myself you know? oh yeah yeah and like the drive to like do some dangerous shit you yeah. know yeah <laughs> in the like, name of like the company or whatever in the name of the company yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's rough man it's it's rough to have this conversation with people but it's actually a great transition over it's a little bit of your agitprop if you don't mind me calling it that what what is it Agi ag agitation propaganda oh, i mean it's just agitprop yeah <laughs> yeah okay i'm, Sorry, with, I it. I'm mean, with it i didn't mean to it sounds scarier than it really is but it's just like the videos you share that's one of the things that really drew me over to your um, to your page. Funny enough, I was already a fan of the bookshop before I found them. Oh, sick. which is cool. So when I followed it, I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, so can you tell me a little bit of like what inspired you to do those videos and maybe some of the topics that you hit? Oh wow! Um, I try and keep it pretty topical, mm -hmm. I guess. Like something that like I see that week or or you know something that just. I know about like, yeah. like one thing is like me 
and my cousin, we would, we spent years and years and years. We had our business for five years developing our idea about labor and right. and politics and government and stuff like that. So, you know, I spent a lot of time in the dojo just trying <laughs> to like learn the shit before yeah. I'm like any? preach. Yeah, yeah. And even now I'm just barely cracking the surface, you know? Okay. So it's like, I try and just choose things where it's like, oh, I know for sure that that's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can speak on that a little bit, sure. you know? Um, but mostly... For me, it's it's anti-imperialism. It's okay. just like, like I love labor and I love talking about labor. I love doing labor when you're with your boys and you're getting something <laughs> done. Boys, girls, you know. Yeah. But mostly in my experience, it's been the fellas, you know. Yeah. And digging holes in the beach. <laughs> digging holes in the beach. Yeah. Uh, nothing more beautiful. Nothing more beautiful than that. Yeah. But like, I think for us in the United States, especially in San Diego, I mean what's the primary contradiction you know what i mean in our society and it's that oh we've we're f fucking bombing all the rest of the world yeah. keeping them in suspended animation blocking the food and medicine mm -hmm. and all kinds of useful tools with sanctions you know and blockades and not to mention the world bank uh you know putting them under these hostile loans that keeps them as like indebted servants, you know, yeah. and you know, that's a really hard thing if we were on the left, you know, it's like, which was the left even mean, but I'd right. say, I guess I'm on the left or like a socialist or something like that, yeah. you know? And it's like, well, it's not Democrats. I'll say that. Was that? It's not that Democrats. It's, no, fuck liberals. Left of that. <laughs> fuck the Democrats. It's, Left and neoliberalism, yeah. I, I, no, my definition. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, they fall for it every time. Oh, they fall yeah. for the imperialism every time. It's like, you know, they were cheering on the Iraq War. They were cheering on Afghanistan. They were cheering on Libya, you know. Uh -huh. They They're, didn't care about Yemen. They didn't care they about Yemen. They don't care about Palestine. They don't care about Palestine, you know. And it's like, okay, then you get to something like the Ukraine and Russia. It's like forget all the shit that happened before like mm -hmm. you know we need to dump fucking trillions of dollars of weapons yeah well like, people are, and and uh, people are cheering it on it's like whoa aren't you supposed to be on the left here yeah. like don't you not like war but yeah. exactly just, but if it makes a penny that's the thing with like neoliberalism that people don't seem to understand it's like it's people that still support the capitalist machine right like they still support imperialism to an extent and it, and like you mentioned, a lot of times people don't realize, again, what is the left, right? Like, what is the left? But people have, like, quote-unquote, given it this, like, connotation, right? Negative connotation. Things like socialists, things like communists, like, people like Che Guevara, like, right? Like, they have this negative connotation. Why? Because <laughs> it's what they, it, they teach us to hate it because otherwise, if we embraced it, we'd be taking down the system, right? Yeah, it's like, they're not going to teach you about all these revolutionary figures in school which is going to be like you know telling you how evil this system is like i just i didn't see any i went to san francisco state for a semester mm -hmm. i went to mesa college here community college and hey, then i went to mesa college mesa college yeah <laughs> and then i went to Cuyamaca community okay. college that's okay. where i went to uh horticulture school at oh, cool and they ain't teaching you radical anything like <laughs> the i had to learn like what surplus value was yeah. like means of production means of production like it's yeah. just, it's like they don't teach you they don't give you the tools to 
so we're arguing about things that already happened like 150 years ago yeah. that was like settled debate like you know the 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 social democrats all like before the nazis can you say nazi i guess yeah, you can't yeah, say yeah. nazi sometimes no like, you're good we're not monetized you we're can not say monetized, whatever right. you want <laughs> it's like before no, we'll the nazis this. took over it's like they had the option to be like was it going to be a communist revolution or was it going to be a fascist revolution right. and like the social democrats sided with the fascists and like yeah. and like assassinated all the the real leftists like rosa luxembourg and stuff pretty sure i got that right yeah. but it's like we already know that if you give if you give in and you're like well we need to work with the landlords we need to work with the owners and come to a it just doesn't work like you end up going you end up regressing yeah. You know, and it's like you see it with the squad and stuff. It's like, okay, I thought these were the leftists of the leftists of the left, but then they vote for freaking Nancy Pelosi, you know, uh, super corrupt. <laughs> they vote for the, the military industrial complex every time. Like, yeah. And it's always with the idea of like, one for them, one for us. Like, we'll do better. Like, we have to play the game, right? Like, people yeah. think that they have to like get in bed with the devil to be able to make a change. Yeah. But it just, it's just... Again, like funny you mentioned the squad because I know it's making a lot, a lot of rounds lately and things like that. Especially oh, yeah. people like AOC and stuff. You see that video? Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Jeez. And and again, like it's funny when I, like I'll have right wingers at work, especially of course, blue color. Um, don't be like fuck Joe Biden, and I'm like, yeah, man, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they think they think um they probably think um right wing because I'm like yeah fuck Joe Biden, but they I mean obviously they don't understand that I hate yeah. him for different reasons, you know. Oh my, or maybe I the same reasons, it. but then you know. We're just looking at it from a different lens. The architect of mass incarceration, you know, author oh, of Jim the Crow Crime Joe, Bill, man. Jim, Jim Crow, Crow Joe, Joe, and the NAFTA. Yeah, exactly. Which quickly bankrupted the yeah. Mexican economy. Like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy um, that those are our quote unquote leftist representatives because they're not right. Like they're, and it's just this, it's all the grifters, right? You got the people like Tucker Carlson. You got have uh, fucking Shapiro. Crowd or whoever all the shitty people are, right? They want to give you the narrative that that's the left because they're afraid of the real left. They're afraid yeah. of the people that are actually looking to make a change. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, there's there was this like pandemic radicalization and oh, it's yeah, more, way sure. more mainstream. And I will live and die by Gen Z, man. Like those people are going to make a change. I don't know how immediate and I don't know how big, but they're going to make some noise, you know? Yeah. And, and it's because of their living they lived through those moments of history where they realized that like, oh, fuck, shit's fucked up. You know, whether it was a protest or people getting kicked out of their house for not being able to pay during the pandemic. You know, all these things that are pushing us to the edge, right? And like, what is late stage capitalism if not the beginnings of fascism, right? Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah, it's rough. But <laughs> and, and just to go back a little bit, you mentioned, you know, talking only about what you know. I think it's it's super important because that's another thing with like leftists. It's very much like in the infighting. <laughs> like actually, oh, yeah. you didn't, you know. Um, which is why I don't. I'm recently been talking about certain things, but only again from the point of view. I'm no like, uh, what is it called? Um, love seat quarterback or what is it called? Oh Couch yeah, yeah, yeah. Armchair. armchair philosopher. I'm not an armchair philosopher. It's a chair. Yeah. 
Um, no, but I'm no armchair socialist or communist. You know, I talk about the things I know through you, my experience with unions and labor and landlords and the things I deal with personally, right? Like, I'm yeah. not here to tell you the 101 on socialism, but I talk about my experiences because I feel like they're shared experiences, right? Being exploited at work, shared experiences. Being fucked over by your landlord, shared experiences. And I think to that level, we can all sort of relate yeah. before maybe the academic side and the theoretic side because that might shy some people away. Yeah, and it's I found that too. It's like people want the straight dope. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we can kind of like sugarcoat it and try and like raise class consciousness by like, hey, have you thought of this or what? But it's like, no, like just cut to the chase. The landlord's yeah. screwing you over. It's they call it passive income because they're not working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so the same people are like, it's a job. It takes work. They're saying, I it's would like risk. to <laughs> have a little passive income. Yeah. I'll you know, it. like, yeah, they know that it, the yeah. landlords don't work. It's that's what you call it. And unfortunately, you know? it's almost aspirational. You see it a lot on TikTok um, where people are like, how to create a passive income, right? Buy a house, screw your friends over, charge them rent. Yeah. And yeah. It's, that's not how they say it, but that's what's coming out. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, okay, not only are we uh, punching upwards and, you know, spitting up, but we're also now creating more people. And then, like, the neoliberal mindset of, like, well, if there was only more women landlords, <laughs> it's oh, yeah, like, no, yeah, that's yeah. not the point. You don't become the thing that is oppressing you. You get rid of it. You did know? you see the um, the recent CIA ad? No, I don't think I did. Oh, man, it's just like you can totally tell that they're using kind of like the woke kind of oh, shit. Oh my uh, God. thing. For, now they're like using it for imperialism and, and like they, drop bombs on kids. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's that. like the CIA, the biggest butcher of yeah. like, you know, brown people in the world is like running ads where they're like it was like a lady and she was like a first gen lady and she was talking about like how she has like you know I, she was using all the catchphrases of like inclusion, you know real diversity. inclusion work and and like working what well, working class people are like hey this is but they are using it now now it's part they're trying to use it for to attract people in. you know like propaganda like mm -hmm. using our own shit against us you know like yeah. Yeah. it's wild it really it's is. Wild. And a lot of that shit, like, because, again, that's another thing people have. It's like, well, the woke problem, right? Like, the cancel culture problem. And, like, listen, I'm not saying that there isn't shitty re reactionaries on both sides. Yeah. Because there is. And that clouds a lot of the class consciousness. Because you'll have people that are, like, uh, blue collar that are against the quote-unquote left because of the woke culture and the cancel culture and all this shit. And it's like, listen, man, I feel like you're hearing a lot of... For one, probably Tucker Carlson, which is yeah. all the worst parts of it. Yeah. But two, even if you were to hear it from like Twitter or like Instagram, from other accounts, you're probably mostly listening to reactionaries that are trying to make a dime on monetization because if their tweet, tweet doesn't blow up, then they, they're not going to eat that day. You know what yeah. I mean? Again, not just to justify it, but it's just, it's a job. A lot of people, the more uh, crazy they sound, the more they're going to travel, right? Yeah. So that doesn't mean that they represent the entire left. Or for yeah. that matter, the entire right. I mean, I'm sure I'm mad at a lot of people that, um, or a lot of people might be mad at the right only because of the shit they hear f about them. I got to work with a lot of these people, and they're decent people. They're people that go home and drink a beer after work and feed their family and hang out on the weekend, you know? And yeah. it really sort of shook me because, I mean, sometimes you learn to sort of hate the right, but then you sort of 
not feel bad, but you also kind of be like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from now. And yeah. if and I try to have those conversations where I'm like, yeah, fuck the boss. And I kind of agitate that a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, man, go home. You feel bad? Fucking go home. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah. Dude, he'll give you the eight hours. Who cares? We won't say anything. I push that shit a whole lot because I'm not Respect. preaching right woke culture. I'm not preaching all these crazy things that aren't that crazy, really. But <laughs> I'm not yeah. crazy. I'm not preaching the things they hate. I'm just kind of. I'm encouraging the shit that it's and only what are those hours. guys probably love the most is like doing that like damn you did me a solid oh yeah you know it's like it. yeah. hell yeah dude thanks brother thanks like, brother you understand yeah I'm telling you these and, people love the hall man they yeah. love the hall and if they understood that if we just spread a little bit of that because sometimes yeah. a lot of the people that love the hall also say shit like this homeless problem <laughs> yeah know? and it's like oh, okay we got a lot of work to do yeah <laughs> Well, you know, there's a, all these open homes, <laughs> yeah. but they're offices. I, what happened? Fucking. What if we just put them in a place like a house? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, and it's but it's the little things, you know. It's your videos, right? It's the podcast. It's people doing their makeup and talking about class consciousness. It's people cooking and talking yeah. about uh, anti-imperialism. It's it's the, the little things, right? It's the making it normal. It's the making it. Uh, like again, just involving the class consciousness, more people realizing, like, yo, that is fucked up. Yeah, you know, that's really what it takes. And it's true. It's like that's the thing. It's like it's true. And when you say it to somebody, like, you know, Don't hey agree. man, like, do you think it's the person with the least amount of power that is controlling your life, or the yeah. person with the most power yeah. that's controlling your life? And the thing is. They have class consciousness. The oh, owner class has complete people. class consciousness. They well, are yep. fucking a tight, united group. They know what the know? fuck they're doing. They know what the fuck they're doing. Why? Because they know that not having it would only hurt them. Right? Like, if rich people yeah. didn't have class consciousness, what would they do? They would compete with each other to the point that they drive each other, like, each other to the ground. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. because everybody thinks that the free market is going to dictate everything. Right? Like, if something's too expensive... No one's going to buy it. But guess what? The owners got together <laughs> and they said, how about you put it for seven? I'll put it for eight. And then next week I'll put it for six and you put it for seven. And then we put it for 10 and you put it for 11. And then <laughs> yeah. And now we fucked them. And now they yeah. have to buy gas. Right? Yeah. Like why is inflation happening right now? Because they have record record profits. People like uh, Amazon uh, made more money in the last three years than they've made ever. Yeah. Right. And why is that? Because of greed. Yeah. It's insane. And again, this it's a heavy topic and there's a lot of ways to chop it, but we'll bring it back to the <laughs> Sorry. I mean I can go all day. Day. Oh no, dude. Day. I love this stuff. And like I said, I've only been talking about this stuff for the last couple of episodes. Because my girlfriend's like, You're always talking about it. Why don't you mention it on the podcast? It, it just got to the point where I was just like I didn't know who who to reach out to. Yeah. So when I saw your videos, I was really excited because I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Like it won't Sick. feel forced. You yeah. know what I mean? How old are you? I'm um, 26. 26. Oh, yeah. man. How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, cool. Yeah. I fe- have a feeling on, like, after... Th- you were getting to jump on early, but when I turned 30, oh, I, feel like I was just like... Funny enough, I feel like I'm late. But I feel like that's a normal feeling. I cared so much. Exactly. I cared so much, and then I was just like... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you care if a lot. it's true... And you have all I this energy, just... you just don't know where to put it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember always... I always considered myself... Um, what's it called? A liberal, because that's what I thought the right thing was right yeah um but i always sort of 
leaned more left. I just didn't have the words for it. I remember even thinking like, oh, communism is the worst. Yeah. I did love Che Guevara, but I was like, no, but like he was kind of crazy. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, damn, he's that's bad. A, again, that's also part of this like agitprop uh, benefit because people are finding words for their feelings and they're having this yeah. like sort of existential crises he's at work and be like oh like no one understands and then maybe they'll log into tiktok and see a funny skit about how someone's acting their wage i know yeah. that's really big or like uh quiet quitting yeah and they laugh and now that's class consciousness you know that's a little yeah. bit of a push i mean again we're not revolutionizing yet but it's, a push. it's like it's a push and 150 years ago these people were already talking about this oh, yeah. and then that history was kept from you yeah and now you're living in like it's a future that <laughs> shouldn't have been you know yeah, like exactly. or i mean i guess if you get into like really crazy stuff it's all it was all planned right i mean martin luther king was killed uh yeah, fred hampton was killed yeah like malcolm x i mean they made the steps to make sure we didn't know about that stuff right yeah and what is what was the thing? It was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta start. It's not just a subset of poor people. It's all poor people. Yeah, it's you all know, poor people. it's like, and once people get to that level, that's usually when they get assassinated. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but um, anyway. so hopefully this doesn't blow up too much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope it does. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great. Um, no, I feel like you can talk about this kind of stuff more. Yeah, I, especially because again, um, it goes into people's head as like, because theory is heavy, right? Like I try to read theory, like the books I bought here. I read them, but I have to read them multiple times yeah. because these are big concepts. So I do rely on a lot of like analysts and like video essays to really help me understand the topic. Yeah. Because why not? You know, because it's, it helps. And I sometimes I'll listen to TikToks because yeah. they're funny or I listen to podcasts that break down these big concepts. And when they break them down, you realize it's not that complicated. It's just older English and yeah. economical terms that you didn't study five years for. Yeah. So of course you don't understand. Them. Like one, I just kind of like had not, a, well, I guess a breakthrough moment, you know, I was thinking about mm-hmm. uh, reading uh capital volume one. And I was thinking, what the fuck is this about? You know, <laughs> have I you, can't understand. Have, a have, word you, of this. have you checked out capital illustrated though? Uh, I have a copy of it, but no it's in, shit. it's in Spanish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that from you today. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna cool. buy that from you because I've seen clips of it, kind of in a PDF. I think it, it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say I've, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. I've seen clips of it, and I was like, wow, that's awesome, because it really breaks it down. Yeah. It's layman's terms, and that's okay. Yeah, like, that's perfectly fine. But what I learned was the, um, okay, we working class people see things in terms of its use value. Like, yeah. how can I use this? How is it going to benefit me? Is it going to make me, you know, less stress on my day? That kind of stuff. Whereas the owner class looks at things in terms of exchange value. Right. And that's where you get this kind of psychotic kind of pathology around like, oh, I want to own all these homes and jack up the price. is because they're, they're only perceiving it through its Dollars. exchange value, which is, you know, exchange for capital. ROI. Yeah. ROI. And it's like if you've met like these like these entrepreneur bros you know it's like yeah the way that they talk it's just like so psychopathic it's like well i would you're gonna take this thing and turn it into an airbnb or whatever and like but that could be like 
you know how important that would be for all like five people Mm -hmm. to be like have a place that they could go home to that was nice but it's like it's pretty crazy you know to think yeah and and like i said it's people that because they're in this like capitalistic hellhole they think that the only way out is by becoming part of a problem or the bourgeois right like the goal is the bourgeois the the goal is to be a quote-unquote capitalist um, because the pedagogy of the oppressed, right? Yeah. It, because if you become that, then you've run away from the issue. It's it's where like things like picking yourself up on your bootstraps really comes in, right? It's like like the what is it called? Um, self, I don't know, but it's like it's what the right pushes a lot. It's the idea that it's your fault that you're poor, pretty much. Yeah, and if they 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 ran that so much into our heads, and uh, with things like the American dream, that mm. just by coming here, you have incredible potential not to mention that okay maybe to some effect there is some benefits of you know obviously otherwise people wouldn't do it right but you we have to accept the fact that um there's sort of a wall that we all we're all gonna hit right like you're not gonna become elon musk i'm sorry to break it to you (laughs) you're not gonna become bill gates your your parents aren't a apartheid emerald mine exactly or bill gates the fact that his mother helped him get one of his first softwares or sorry one of his first ips bought or uh bezos that came from a rich family i mean these are all people that like come from money yeah right and maybe there is someone that made it out of especially within music right you have capitals like uh jay-z that he says that he equated being called a capitalist to the n-word oh my god right someone like him definitely came from lower than that but that's one in a million i mean you're talking about you're more you're you have a better chance to win in the lottery than you would have like becoming Jay-Z. It's not a way to design a, a society exactly off of that freaking thing. Yeah. It's like actually yeah, just give us what you fucking owe us, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like yeah. we work out all the fucking time, just pay us fucking for the stuff that we do like yeah. I've been working since I was 15, mm-hmm. you know. And, and what do I have to show for it? Nothing. You never been paid Nothing. what you're worth. Yeah. Ever. I worked at have you ever been to Ultra Star yeah. Cinemas? Yeah, yeah. no way. I worked there for five years. I always wanted to work at a theater. It was tight. I love I love the smell of popcorn. I love movies. Oh, yeah. And so I always wanted to work there. And I remember when I was younger, I would always apply. And my first job was Jack and Box. Mm. And it's one of those things where, like, well, I'm already here. So I just worked there for a while. Did, yeah. Did other jobs. but And then I got to the point where I was like, I think I'm too old to work at a, a movie theater. Just because, like, I was already, like, 24 the last time I was, like, Maybe I could go back, but I was like, no, like, yeah, I'm older and it's usually younger people that work there. So I felt like I might be the oddball out. Yeah. 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 So I was like, no, I was like, I'll stay away. But yeah. I'll always, I'll always regret not working at a movie theater. It just, it seems so cool. I mean, it was sick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, like I saw so many free movies. That's yeah. Exactly. That was tight. That's, that's tight. I mean, not to mention, I'm sure it's hard work and I'm, sure you get paid shit but oh, at that point it was like 725 yeah i mean when i started working in an ambulance i was getting paid 870 an hour and an ambulance this was 2014 2014 december of 2014 that uh, doesn't sound right yeah no that's that's 100 percent true to that this was day the minimum wage at that time 879 almost almost eight almost nine dollars i remember that oh my god and i remember um when i left because i was already um, I was like a supervisor and stuff like that. Um, and when I left, they were still getting paid minimum wage was $15 at the time. That was six years after. So, I mean, that's Jesus. shitty. You know, I mean, this, and it's not a whole lot of schooling, but we did a lot of shit. 
you know? Yeah. And we were there for 24-hour shifts. I mean, we were, I mean, I used to work, I used to think it was a good job because they allowed you to work two 24s. I would work Monday, Wednesdays. And then I would pick up a 10-hour shift every other week. So I was working like 58 like hours a week. two consecutive 24-hour shifts? So, no. So one oh. on Monday, you get off Tuesday, and then you'd come back Wednesday, get off on Thursday. Oh, and maybe geez. I'd work like a Saturday. So it was like a crazy schedule. But I was young, and I remember thinking like, well, they allow me to work more. Isn't that great? Like, I remember being happy because it'd be like, oh, yeah, we have an open 24. And I'm like, 72 hours? Damn, that's so much money in my I check. Know. But I'm really just being super exploited. <laughs> and they feed off of that. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, the company oh, relied on it. The yeah. company relied on it. They said that 48 hours was a minimum. Like, if you couldn't work 48 hours, they wouldn't hire you sometimes. Because they needed bodies to throw at the gauntlet to make sure that the company ran. Yeah. And that's that's a little bit of when I started getting radicalized. Because I remember thinking... I remember showing up on scene. And they... And we'd be like at someone's house or like at a hospital and they would call us on the pager or the, the PTT and they'd be like, actually, don't pick them up. They don't have insurance. And I'd be like, oh, fuck that. Because once the patient's on your gurney, they're your patient. Uh, yeah. Forget what the law behind it is. But uh, once you've made contact, <sighs> once you've been treated, you have to finish the treatment. Otherwise, you get penalized. Right. Um, so I was like, patient's already on the gurney. Oh, uh, we'll hurry up because blah, 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 blah. We have other calls. And I would be like, fuck this. We're going for that patient. Or like we transport. I'd force the transport, especially towards the end of my career as an ambulance provider because I was the supervisor. So I would tell my whoever was training, I was like, fuck them. Like, I'm going to take this patient. Yeah. This person needs to go to the hospital. Even if it was like the smallest thing, clearly they don't have a right. God. Not to mention that sometimes there was patients that maybe would be taken advantage. But. You have to understand that for every patient that's taken advantage, there's 10 people that aren't and actually need the help. So I will gladly <laughs> transport all 11 yeah. of them, you know? Golly. Yeah, it was it was rough. And again, that's where I sort of started yeah. being like, what well, the Well, it's fuck pretty trippy, right? Like, doctors pretty much work for the insurance companies. 100%. It's like, 100%. hey, this person needs this. Let's talk to the insurance company yeah. first. Yeah, and it's like, they. <laughs> I remember... I remember, like, people would have conversations about this, uh, like, patients be like, oh, we're almost supposed to get this, but I guess my insurance didn't cover it, so instead I got this. And I'm like, those aren't interchangeable. Like, this isn't the same as this. It's just cheaper. And this yeah. doesn't solve the issue or tell you what you have. It, it was just, like, really, really depressing. And, and from that aspect, but also from, like, the exploitation aspect... Because the older I got working there, the more younger people, because, I mean, EMTs, you get them every other semester. You know what I mean? You're pumping kids out. Yeah. So you had more and more kids to pretty much exploit. And I do say kids because they're 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Yeah. Right? A lot of times. I started when I was 18. So and then, when you get the, your paycheck at that age oh, and you're just like, oh, kidding shit. Kidding me? I was making, yeah, like 800 every two weeks. I was fucking, I was going crazy. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I was like, I was making a little bit more than people around me. Because, again, not because of what I was getting paid, but uh, how many hours I was putting in. Um, so crazy. Crazy that I did that. Crazy yeah. that I did yeah. that. Uh, looking back, I wish I would have known about unionizing because I would definitely would have pushed for that. <laughs> unionize the... Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Is there an EMT union? Not in California. Not in, California. Not in San Diego, at least. Not that I'm aware of. I know that other states, because I remember when I left... Uh, I didn't leave. I left and I became a dispatcher for a while and then I became a union member. And then I looked back and I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I should have stayed in medicine. But by that time, my 
my uh, certificate expired and I had no interest in like renewing it or anything yeah. like that. Um, so, so I didn't. But it's crazy, crazy shit. So you work for a private ambulance. So they're company? all private. They're all private. They're right? all private. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing that was surprising because when I was in high school, I remember thinking I was like, oh, I want to be a paramedic. And yeah, then, I thought it was a government. I thought it was like, like a fire. The truck. fire, exactly. So I never thought about the money. Yeah. I just got the license. It was like a stepping stone to paramedic. I still had another, but I never did it. And, and the only difference between them really is what medication you can give. Because they both do this about 90% of the same shit, except paramedics have a lot more medicine. So they it's like they take an extra pharmacological course. Oh, so there's a difference between EMT and a yeah, paramedic? Yeah, EMT is like uh, EMTB, which is basic. Other states have EMTI, which is intermediate, but we don't really use it. And then EMTP, which is paramedic. And paramedic, there's... a a lot more medicine that they can use and there's like one or two other things like i know ekgs they do a lot of ekgs i could do them with a nurse present but they could do it by themselves mm. and like ectocardio all that sort of ele- okay. ecto- electrocardiogram yeah electrocardiogram. which is just stickers yeah <laughs> i could do that but they could actually interpret the oh, what okay. was coming out of it yeah. and say oh he's having a stroke he's having a heart attack he's having arrhythmia like whatever damn. which a lot of us because we're we were there. Yeah. We deduced eventually. Yeah. But they just practice it more. You know? but God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the healthcare system's fucked. Healthcare system's fucked. Exploitation is fucked. But we'll circle back to your bookstore. Cool. Because that's what we're here for. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I love, I've loved this conversation so far. Um, but anyway, so we'll bring it back. So we came from a big collection. At what point did you say, let's sell some books? Was it the studio or did you get the studio first? Well, when we want, when I wanted to move to the bigger studio, I was like, well, was it this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or no, it was two down, uh, two halls down. Initially, this was my wife's studio for jewelry. Oh, okay. This is, a, this was the jewelry one. This was the jewelry. Yeah. But we were so cramped in there. She was like, you know what? Why don't you guys just take the, one, <laughs> the bigger one? It's got like, yeah, it's got like this much extra, <laughs> but, but it's, it's enough it to looks really nice, change man. it up. It looks though, nice. Honestly. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know what? Books come and go. Let me just start yeah. selling them. Yeah. And that can subsidize the rent. So, you know, I could potentially still kind of use this sometimes as my writing space. Nice. nice. You know. Podcast studio. Podcast studio. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome anytime we can do this. Um, but, yeah, it's like, I don't know. When I get... I. I'm so freaking beat by the time I get home. That oh, I'm like, sure, man. Do I I'm want sure. to I mean, write? <laughs> you know? I will say that I completely relate. I mean, after a hot day, summer's day, you know, shoveling this dirt. This was so hot. Something, it was rough. Um, it's rough sometimes being creative. Uh, oh, yeah. From any extent, you know, whether it's like editing something or, in your case, writing something. I mean, it's not that you don't want to because I'm sure, um, I don't know if it happens to you, but like at your job, are you constantly having all these crazy ideas i'm like as soon as i get home oh, i'm yeah. gonna write this this and that yeah and then your body just doesn't allow you to yeah or if you sit down for too long that's it that's where you're staying for the rest of the day yeah yeah that happens to me a lot yeah. definitely and like because I, I work all the way in escondido so it's the like, drive too i leave at like 5 45 and i'm just like zip up there and then like by the time i get back down here it's like almost four yeah. Which is pretty still, still pretty early. I could get some work done, but then it's like, really, I should be going to bed about like nine o'clock. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if I want to get my because you gotta wake up early. Because I gotta it's wake up that early. like cycle of yeah. like, 
And uh, I know there's like a lot of theories behind it, but uh, a lot of people that work, um, well, not, I wouldn't say nine to fives because you don't work a nine to five. It's a lot earlier. But a lot of the people that work like five days a week, right? We tend to have this thing where we try to rob ourselves from time the night before because you feel like you're doing something for yourself. You're like, if I just stay awake a little longer and enjoy oh, yeah. it a little, but it really just, it's detrimental the next day. Yeah. And it's not your fault. Of course, you want to enjoy as much time off. Yeah. And sleeping sometimes doesn't feel like time off. It just feels like sleeping. It feels like almost like punishment, yeah. especially when you're younger. You're like, yeah. sleeping? No. Like, right? No one wants to go to bedtime. Yeah. And as you get older, that's still ingrained in your mind. You don't want to sleep. Why? Because you want to enjoy, you want to feel like your day off was longer than your day at work. Yeah. And sometimes it's subconsciously. I mean, I do it a lot where I'm already in bed. I'm just like doom scrolling, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? I could have been sleep, slept a hour ago. Yeah. So it's rough. It's it's rough and you're fighting. But, but again, man, waking up early. I've never been a morning person. And now yeah. I work in construction. One of the things known for waking up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, you got to beat the heat. Yeah, know? beat the heat. Uh, but also like uh, beat the traffic. And then like everything always starts super early because... The earlier we get out, the earlier we get in, the earlier we get out. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Can you can you have headphones at your work? Sometimes. Sometimes. So like yeah. the last week, I've been doing a whole lot of uh, flagging, which is the most boring. Slash like for traffic. Traffic control. Yeah. Oh. Flagging. Slash... I always give those guys a WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. <laughs> Honestly, half the time, if they're not working for a company that does just that, because there's some companies that are just specifically flagging. They're apprentices like me. I'm an apprentice. So mm. I'm a union, but I have maybe another six months before I become a journeyman. Sick. Um, I'll get, be getting the big bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll be getting the big bucks. Money. Yeah, right? Um, so right now, I do a lot of shit work, right? I'm the guy that's like, oh, there's something hard to do. Just put the apprentice in. Yeah. So, I mean, they're cool apprentice. about it. And I am learning a lot. These The people I work with are amazing. But for the last week, I've been doing flagging. And everybody comes up to me. I'm like, man, I know what it is. But you're paying your dues. We all do it, you know. And then like they're like, as soon as another apprentice shows up, you're jumping in. Oh yeah. <laughs> so right now, yes. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of music. Yeah. But it does get tired. I mean, you're just standing there, man. Yeah. And people are crazy. People try to run you over every day. So. But actually, I wanted to ask you about what you do for a living because my cousin wants to do that. He said he wants to be a. Well, he's farming. Anyway. Farming, yeah. Farming. And yeah. I didn't know. I, I told because he kept asking me questions about it. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I know there's like a program in like San Luis Obispo or something. I remember hearing that Cal Poly yeah. was like big on that. Yeah. But I was like, I can't. T- I don't know what it is, man. Like, I don't know. But I'd love to hear. I mean, here or later, I'd love to hear about that because I know my cousin's really, really interested. Yeah, so. I'm going to talk about so it. So what is it that you do? Uh, Just like, well, technically, I'm in charge of like. Uh, the composting operation and cool. soil health okay, kind of thing. Okay. So I have some specialist training in like yeah. soil microbiology. Oh, cool. Not okay. from, not from like a community college or a college, but I took this program. It's called um, Soil Food Web School. Okay. So it's this lady yeah. and they teach you, it's like, it's like beyond organic, like okay. using the biology to go out and harvest the nutrients essentially in the soil for you to, so it's like, it, it goes really well with my political ideology too, because it's just (laughs) like, yeah, all that synthetic fertilizers and pesticides and herbicides and stuff. More damage than good. It's just some crap that they sold. Like literally it's like stuff from surplus bombs from world war two 
that they found out was like, oh, we can use this and it makes everything green. But it's like, yeah, and it's all petroleum based and shit. Jesus. But so and probably ruining the earth or ruining the soil for another 10 years. Ruins the soil. Yeah. So like the world or the World Bank like made all these structural adjustment loans for agriculture and mm. all the third world and stuff like this and all the developing nations. And they had to buy all this chemical crap mm -hmm. and they totally ruined their soils. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of like, it's like you use biology, like there's enough nutrients in the soil. This is off topic, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, like you use, like there's enough like nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, manganese, iron. Yeah. All, there's enough of that in the soil. Already. Yeah. Already. Yeah. But what's missing is the certain species of bacteria that right. goes and eats that. And then the, the protozoa that eats that and yeah. it poops out the nitrogen or whatever that in an available form. Yeah. And so that's yeah. kind of like the beyond organic. And okay. that's so anti-capitalist because right. it's like, so what are you selling? You know, yeah. no, it's just information in your information. head, you know, yeah. knowing how to do it, knowing how to and do sharing it. it too. Because I mean, a fertilizer, like you said, or like the big brand, right? Like yeah. big brand fertilizer. Um, they're just trying to flip a buck. I mean, they don't care about the soil. They just want and something that'll be this that'll sell. Their product creates its own demise. For the <laughs> it the creates the demise, but by using it, you now need to use it more. The oh, product, of course, it's of like course. a drug. That's capitalism. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> So it creates a problem and then solves it. It's like yeah. how many things do and that's, we? And uh... that's that's what they love, right? Like, yeah. And that's that's that'll keep you hooked. And maybe it wasn't created with that intent, but they realized that it happened, and they now they're happy. Yeah. Because you'll keep buying it. And it's like, okay, you killed all the biology in the soil. Now you have to use synthetic it. fertilizers. Otherwise, you're fucked. You know. Yeah. Um. So I I took that course to kind of like try and get. The idea was I kind of wanted to have like a composting business. Okay. You know, where I can I'll kind go of go along like, with your landscaping business? Yeah. At the same time? Yeah. And like offer, like maybe even sell compost. Cool. I kind of wanted to have like all kinds of different things. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the future, but I'm kind of getting my chops now. I was like, that's great though. I mean, I'm learning a lot of how to use a tractor. There we go. I'm there on the tra I was on the tractor all day today. Nice. A blade or, or no? It's like a scoop. Okay, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we I drive making... those sometimes. I yeah. shouldn't. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an apprentice, but oh yeah, I drive yeah. those from time to time. Yeah, I felt I was like it's I cool, got a right? full blast of dust in my face, and I was blind for a second, and I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I should be wearing my safety glasses." Your PPE, right now. yeah. It's like, damn it. Yeah, I get that. Um, uh, but yeah, so that kind of like allowed me to come into it, um, from a different angle than just like starting as like a laborer because yeah, yeah. those guys are really underpaid and and yeah, man, it's rough. you know mistreated and yeah. you know. Back to the NAFTA thing, it's mm -hmm. like that's by design. Yeah, that's it's supposed to happen. You know, it's like it's like it's that's why it's interesting. Not to derail those again, but it's interesting when people complain about like, things like the convoys and stuff like that, or, like the heavy migration from like the south. But it's like, well, if the fucking government that you pray so much 
didn't go and destabilize these governments, then you wouldn't have the problem. That it's like that fucking soil thing. It's yeah, like, I didn't mean to cuss, but it's like that soil thing. No, you're I'm, cre- a, I'm a big cusser. <laughs> yeah, you're creating a problem that's only feeding in more into the problem and it's becoming yeah. this endless cycle of bullshit. Yeah, it's like what if I told you in 2012 the U.S. did a coup in Honduras? Yeah, you know, and then. Yeah. It became the murder capital of the world. Like, and then, oh, who's the part of the migrant caravans? Hondurans, you know, like, give me a break. Yeah, exactly. Or just like the, even like in southern parts of Mexico and things like that. Or just the people that cross from like the northern states anywhere in Mexico. I mean, there's still destabilization over there. Or like, it's the same problem of capitalism that's running people north, right? With the promise of things like the American dream and stuff like that. And it's just, again, it's an endless cycle and it's, for some people like us sometimes we'll be like well there's the problem but for a lot of people it's like what problem that's just okay well they'll accept that it's a problem but they'll be like but that's just the way things are oh yeah like, that's just and and that's hey that really breaks my heart because i'm like i know that's how things are man but things have always been the way things are and doesn't mean things can't change. slavery ended exactly feudalism ended i hate that i always bring that one up but like the like, monarchy ended like yeah yeah i mean sometimes they get replaced by shittier things or other equal things but there is an end to these things and again like we said we look back sometimes and i love those recordings when of like communism socialism were really high and they were really being introduced into the u.s and they're huge in europe and stuff like that and it, it does feel a little bit like man i don't think we'll get if they couldn't do it back then you know how could we do it now yeah but with the access of information that we have now i think there is there is a push for these ideals and again we don't have to put a label on it it's just the ideals of class consciousness that's really yeah. what it comes down to yeah. and it shows itself like like in the pan-african movement yeah. you know with like which was headed by Gaddafi. yeah you know they yeah. had a pan-africanist movement and it's killed it's by hillary killed by killary killary clinton uh jesus man and I, yeah yeah what didn't just something come out about hillary talking about that and it's like she? oops some, she said something like and then he went oops or some she made like a joke about Gaddafi, oh, like when, of, uh, of like him dying or something well when it first came out that she that he was killed yeah she was like we came oh there it we is we saw he died he died there we go. It's it resurfaced like, not too long ago yeah and um yeah and then uh, yeah it's crazy and this fucked up thing is was that was their like libya was like the bulwark like the block from like kind of like this recolonization yeah. that's been happening because they were so strong in the region and it's like that's another thing is like they they gave up their nukes yeah immediately got invaded by the yeah. u.s yeah. And what did like they had healthcare, education, you know, new married couples got fifty thousand yeah. dollars like to buy well, a home What happened and to stuff. Iraq, right? Oh. Yeah, I, I mean it's like it's it's crazy to think that people in the US can be so critical of someone like Russia. To not to justify them at all. Not but without realizing that that's the shit we do, man. Like that's every war we've ever had has been something similar. That, yeah. That's what Vietnam was. That's what South Korea was. That's what Iraq was, and yeah. Afghanistan. Like it's it, that's we're the Russians. We're the Russians in all of those situations, you know. Oh, and like people like uh, Obama, right? Like he bombs something like what was it every. 30 minutes there was a bomb drop during his entire time there and in more office. more bombs in hw yeah you know it's it's insane it's insane but it, it's all these like it's all this propaganda that we get fed from the moment we we're born right and tv or school and stuff like that and 
a lot of people will be like, well, I'm just not political. And it's like, this is beyond politics. This is humanitarian. This is yeah. like, like, you have to understand that if we don't pay attention to these sort of things, then we'll just b- bound to repeat ourselves. Yeah. And it's know? like, if you say you're apolitical, then you're for the status quo. Yeah. The status quo is murdering all these people so you're and for stealing it. all their fucking resources. So exactly. by, by saying status quo, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Yeah, that's fine you with know. me. Oh, no, that's okay. Like, that's just things are. That's just the way things are. It's like, oh, of course I don't agree with that, but what are you going to do? It's like, well, fuck, tell your neighbor. Tell your friend. Share the podcast. Share. Make a video. Like, follow. Yeah. Read some books. Follow some creators. Uh, I don't know. Like, just there's so much, so much you can do. Be- well, organize. Yeah, it's like there's this thing where it's like, I think the Iraq war was the first war in history where there was a where there was a protest before it even started mm-hmm. you know and then you know okay bush gets us into two wars obama gets us into a whole lot more than yeah. that and, and there's no protests about it you know so because it's just normalized at this point yeah so like the just by us not being complicit i think yeah. is like at least let's all have the idea of what the actual issue is yeah. like i mean let's start there yeah you like know? uh the people in power the people making these moves they don't need you to support them they just need apathy right they yeah. just need the they just need to be allowed to do it because if they do it in the shadows or whatever the fuck because a lot of this shit is public information yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like if they can just do it enough uh without getting any repercussions then they'll get they'll keep doing it why yeah. wouldn't they keep doing it like it keeps why because it supports them uh the war machine whether it's bullets weapons because that's our biggest export uh of the world and then um having more boots on the ground than any other than all of the s- countries surrounding us yeah. for like miles yeah right so it's insane but it really comes down to they're making money as as crazy as it sounds they're making money and they're and they're establishing white supremacy that's really what it comes down to and it sounds super alarmist, and it's like, oh man, come on, it's what it is, dude. That's what it is. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But anti-imperialism. Anti-imperialism, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know the exact way that it needs to go, but yeah, I don't if think we, does. like, you know, imagine if the workers of Amazon unionized. You know, like, do you think that they? the workers if they had control of the gears of amazon you know would they choose to take uh no pee breaks or would they <laughs> yeah no they would should definitely choose to take pee breaks but do you think they would choose to like take government contracts oh, no. and stuff or like the google people who work at google you know it's like yeah. do you think if they were unionized do you think they'd choose to like spy on all the citizens of the freaking sell world you know sell people's data like yeah. That's the thing. It's like if we had more workers control, it's like a lot of the stuff would just fall into place because, I mean, of course, there would be new contradictions that opened up and developed because we're just, you know, always moving forward. But like, but you learn and like, unless we are able to do it, then how will we know that it isn't better? Yeah. Right. And and you bring up a good point, because um, as like. Let's say, like, the bread and butter of the U.S. What is it? It's freedom. It's democracy, right? It's the idea, this bigger idea of, like, well, we at least get to choose who represent us, right? Like, taxation without representation is theft, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't we allowed to apply that at work? <laughs> the, yeah. most, the most monarchistic uh, fucking system we have is, <laughs> yeah. is the or fascist system we have is yeah. the workplace. The fact that you 
don't get to choose who is your uh, manager. The, pe- the fact that you don't get to choose what the what is done with the money, how it's reinvested. And people will be like, well, they know better. They're at the top. That's why they're yeah. the boss. It's like, no, dude. Like, you're why the one. Just whip yourself in the back. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, like, just kiss the boot, I guess. Kiss the boot. Um, no, like, you're the one making the money, right? And it's as simple as, like, are you the one cleaning the bathrooms? Guess what? You're needed to make this work. And even, like, I remember working at the movie theater. And I was like... You know, looking at there, we took the ice scooper and used it for the popper machine and that cut down or something like that. That cut down on all the fucking chopped popcorn bits at the bottom of the thing. And so you don't really realize when you're working that you're just a creative fucking human who's just trying to like do shit sometimes. And that's adding profitability to You'll never see it. the company. But you're not going to see that. And you just kind of do that shit just because you're like, no, nah, fucking I mean, dude, the, the do much, it right. Come on. Yeah. You know, and we all have this, but we don't see the benefit of it. You know, yeah. the munchies meal. That's an idea for an employee from Jack in the Box. Ha- most of the drinks. Oh, that, really? Yeah. Most of the drinks that come from uh, Starbucks, the pink drink and all these crazy drinks that you see on Facebook and Instagram. And stuff yeah. Like that, that's just people that work there. That get time because I worked at Starbucks God. for a little bit. People get creative, man. We create crazy fucking drinks. Yeah. And what happens? They blow the fuck up on social media. Who makes the profit? Starbucks. Yeah. No one knows who made pink drink, but trust me, Starbucks fucking profits off of it. Yeah. Right? Like or hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Didn't that guy work for? Yeah. Worked for the he, Frito company. He was or like something? a janitor or something. Yeah. And like, and sure they'll pat him in the back and put him in a magazine, but that's all he's ever gonna see from yeah. it. Because is he gonna be? Is he gonna join the owner class? God no. And get, no. And get a return on his freaking no. investment? You know? No, they'll pay. They'll give him a little bit of money and be like, see, now he's used as propaganda. Of like, if you work hard enough, yeah. you too can make a little more than minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. You too can potentially move and maybe you'll even be able to take a mortgage out where you give yeah. all your money to the bank. Right? It's rough, man. It's rough because it, even breaking it down to like labor, right? Like you think someone like a software engineer say, well, I'm not doing labor. I was like, well, are you creating profit that it's out of your control? Like, right. Are you making a means of production that you don't own? Then you're labor, man. Like at the end of the day, even if you're making fucking whatever you're making, like yeah. you're creating profit for someone that isn't working. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the crux of the issue is that I didn't, it took me like so fucking long to like understand that point, yeah. you know, because there's so much, you kind of got to just go through and reprogram too, because yeah. you're deprogram first, all deprogram, the bullshit. Yeah. And then reprogram the people to be like, Hey, listen, this is really how. Yeah. But again, that starts with like class consciousness. Yeah. Right? Class consciousness. Well, Joey, thank you so much. It's Woo-hoo. been such a great conversation. Yeah. We went at it for a while. I I'm mean, down. we could be going for hours, to be honest. And I'd like to invite you to do another one. I'm this down. Is, this is a lot of fun. I'm down. This was super, oh, um, yeah. super loose. But if you ever want to hit a topic or anything, dude, I'm open. I'm trying to, again, like I said before we started recording, I'm trying to make this a more common thing. Yeah. Especially, uh, like all topics, really. But just, you know, I'm down to, let's hit a book. How about book club? Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's do something, man. Let's. I'd be. I. I really like this conversation, and I think it'd be fun to do something again. Yeah. Hey, me too, man. Me too. I feel like everybody after the pandemic, I have so many people that come in, 
and it's like they definitely got revolutionized during yeah. the pandemic you know that's good to know and they could they're coming around they're sticking their heads down they're like dude who else thinks like this you know <laughs> dude and you're yes. like oh fucking everybody does and i know? need i need yes 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 because i love my friends but sometimes i'll bring up these topics to my friends and they're like, come on, man. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? You know? And no, I get no. them. I get it. You know, it's just, it's hard sometimes. So, and, or sometimes they'll say something like, oh, like, I agree with you. But what am I going to do about it? You know? Yeah. Very defeatist stuff like that. But yeah. I love them. And it's not their fault. But sometimes it is nice to reach out to people yeah. that sort of think like you do. Or like, you know, because I'm sure we don't agree on everything. Sure. I'm sure in this podcast we did. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll hit things that we don't agree yeah, with. Yeah. But that's okay. And that's part of growth, right? And it's like, you don't need to agree with everybody. That's this cancel kind of stuff is like, you don't yes. need to agree with everybody 100%. to form a coalition. And in fact, it's yes. kind of like a psyop that we all have these like hardline niche issues that yeah. we like are really sticking to. But it's like, hey, why don't we just like Focus get together and then maybe we could just kind of like push getting healthcare or yeah. or push, you know, yeah. hey, how about we fucking stop bombing this country? Yeah. Like, what's hard to f- It's hard to argue about inclusion when you can't feed your family. You know what I mean? Like, let's take one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that maybe you think that affirmative action is wrong, but how about <laughs> first we make sure that you have health insurance. First, we make sure that we're both feeding yeah. our families, you know? And some people may say, like, oh, like, these are issues, too. And I understand that intersectionality is super important. But we have bigger fish to fry, right? Like, I, inclusion is great until it stops me from getting what I deserve from my labor, right? But, yeah. Anyway, Joey, where can we find you? Where can we find your shop? Oh, yes. Shout outs. Uh, come on down to Barrio Logan. We're on Logan Avenue, across the street from Port Vida. End of the hall. You'll see an art hub sign. You go through the pearly uh, purple gates that need a paint job. And all the way at the end of the hall, you can catch us Saturdays and Sundays. Yep. And it's going to be, um, we try and get here at 1030, 11, mm-hmm. and then um, until about 5. So For sure. Yeah, come check us out on the weekends. And also follow us, uh, Reyes underscore Rarities on Instagram. Maybe we'll have a TikTok soon. I don't know. Hey, I love to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, I shoot us the link. Pushing the propaganda. Oh you know? man, we have to. We hundred. I love your videos. Like I said, I really like your videos. I cool. So I'll definitely follow. Um, like I said, I love this shop. If anyone wants to come or has any questions, come through. I'm sure he's he'd be happy to answer. I'll talk. He'll I'll talk. talk. He'll talk. Yeah. He's super friendly. Even before we set this up, uh, we had a nice conversation about some of the art he has here and stuff like that. So definitely come through. Uh, we need more people, more come out, shops. Come out of the woodwork. Sure. Yes. You know? Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and until next time. Woo-hoo.